This episode of Unlocked is brought to you by special edition and limited edition Xbox wireless controllers. What's happening, friends? Welcome to Unlocked. It's episode 372 for, my goodness, the end of November, November 27th, 2018 already. Uh, coming up on this week's show, Red Dead Online is uh, sort of soft launching, and maybe depending on when you hear this, it is just out ready to go. Uh, Tina Amini and I got to spend some time with it earlier today. We'll tell you about our adventures out on the frontier with other human players. Plus, uh, Skybound has taken the mantle of The Walking Dead from Telltale, and they're working on finishing that. We'll talk a little bit about it. Plus, E3 2020. Last week, they talked about 2019. 2020, I think, critical year. We're going to talk more about uh, what that could mean for Microsoft. With that, I'm Ryan McCaffrey. To my right, Destin Legary. Bam, it's Red Dead Online Day. <laughs> Coming out of the gate it. strong. Let's I go. I like that. I like that. <laughs> Tina Amini, the aforementioned, hello. Hello, thank you for See, having you me. You seem like you're elevated way uh, up yeah. now. We, <laughs> I'm pretty tall. <laughs> like, I just feel like I'm this. much lower. I feel like I'm like talking up <laughs> to everyone, but it's fine. It's like an amphitheater. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> Miranda Sanchez, hi. Hello. How are you? Doing real good. How was everybody's Thanksgiving? Did uh, did you guys play any games, or did you guys just like avoid computers and digital things altogether? Oh boy, did I play games! Yeah, <laughs> uh, I brought my Switch, which was a genius move on my part. Thank yeah, you were off much. in New York, yes? Yeah, I, I did not intend to be in New York because the smoke was so bad here. Canceled my family's plans yeah. in California. Uh, went off to New York and was playing The Missing all weekend, nice. um, all week long. Yeah, it's Swery's new game. Very strange, uh, puzzle based. You can play in two planes, whether you're like alive or dead, and brings you up to like different abilities it's weird it's weird it's cool i like it <laughs> have you guys played it's it? weird says ign.com <laughs> i think that's an app description <laughs> yeah why not i played a lot out. of uh fortnite and i played magic the gathering arena look at you which was which was uh sort of surprising and i forgot how much i like card games and the turkey my girlfriend and i made turned out phenomenal nice it was Always really good, really good it? oh man we watched this youtube video where this guy had all these tips and seasoning and it's probably the best turkey i ever had very very happy, so you you, uh, you gotta you gotta do a thumbs up on that video, right? Yeah, like, right? like subscribe. And <laughs> I want to write to the guy. Like, thank you so much. Thank Thanks. you for yeah. making my Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Yeah, Miranda, how about you? I know you were you were traveling too. I yeah, think, right? I went yeah. out to Oklahoma, so no consoles for me except for my Switch. That was nice. Um, my family likes to be really busy when we get together, so we just do things, which is fun, but also it's just like I want to play video games. So uh, at night, when everyone went to bed, since I'm still like a West Coast person and on that time zone, like I always stayed up later than everybody else. Uh, so I played a ton of Artifact, which is a lot of fun. Another yeah. card game as well. It's very addicting. Stayed up till 3 a.m. most nights playing that, which is bad, but you know, it's fun. Um, and I played a lot of Pokemon. Nice. Yeah, I made a, I made a little bit of progress on Red Dead. I still have such a lot. It's like it's almost overwhelming how big that game is. Oh, yeah. yeah, I feel bad that I haven't played more of that too. Yeah. At this point, you guys just gotta like barrel through the story. No, because I, yeah. I just no, want to talk about it. it so much. You know. Well, I got like one part. Yeah, I'll tell you. I was. You know. uh, I was listening to the Howard Stern show as I as I usually do, and one of the guys on there just com- dropped the biggest oh, no. spoiler just oh, casually no. on the air, and I was like. I mean, in my line of work, okay, I guess it's going to happen. And it's like, I didn't need to know that. Yeah, Howard you Stern? Yeah, well, one of, their, one of their like back office guys was in there talking about something. And it was just like, oh, yeah, and then this happened. Like, <laughs> oh, come on, man. And then so, everyone oh, died. <laughs> so, oh, well, it's fine. I still, I'm still going to enjoy the ride. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Redacted. Uh So, Red Dead Online, Tina. Yeah. We we literally just came from literally doing that just two hours <laughs> for two of hours. That. We started from the jump right yep. from the get go, and 
there's a whole story. There's a whole thing yeah. going on here. It almost feels like Red Dead 2 relaunched in a way. A I mean, I'm, I'm sure the storyline won't be as expansive. You play as a character that is voiceless, so you won't have that like Arthur Morgan kind of you know support to the character. Well, um, yeah, which I, <laughs> I really feel like it, it, it's for Miss you know, without Arthur because he's such a great character. But uh, we had a we started right up into the character creator and like picked out what kind of teeth we were going to have. <laughs> you went with no teeth. I went with no teeth because the oh. options were like you you could be you could have like two teeth on top and two teeth on the bottom <laughs> and you know obviously everybody's teeth is just a row of like gross Very yellow brown yellow yeah this is like disgusting so I was like you know what no teeth is better than those teeth so I, foods only yeah exactly <laughs> I, I was really wondering if it would impact her voice but um, you know again voiceless character so we just had a whistle you can choose your whistle I like oh. I like the uh, yeah, the intro it. story that you guys were experiencing on the stream today it because it reminded me of like heist missions and Grand Theft Auto Online and sort of I'm like oh there's like uh, a reason to be doing these things, and it's kind of driving you along with this this story that these these characters are are pushing you on. And and I was really glad to see that. And then I turned it off because I want to play on Xbox, mm-hmm. and Xbox isn't live yet, so I'm just going to. It will be it by out. the time anybody hears. Yes, this. that yeah. that is correct. That is correct. But like online today, I wasn't ready yet. So yeah, I was really glad to have a central narrative yep. sort of driving everything because if it was just activities in the open world, I don't know how often I'd want to go back to that. Like we jumped into the the like large showdown. Yeah. Which is which basically, basically deathmatch. Just a huge deathmatch in the woods, which <laughs> it is kind of cool. You kind of like you kind of see guys flittering between yeah. the trees. <laughs> but it's just like, okay, I don't one round was enough for me on that. Yeah, I feel like as we get, probably get better weapons, we might enjoy it more. True. Because um, it was really cursory. Like, everything was very introductory for us yeah. initially. Uh, and I did like having that narrative structure, too. But we also, like, kind of cut loose towards the end. Because in the beginning, <laughs> it's very much like you're just being set up for your camp. You're being introduced to all these new mechanics. You're mm-hmm. figuring out how to partner up in a game mid-live stream. <laughs> uh, so that's always fun. But uh, by the end of it, we just started kind of, like, going loose, going on stranger missions, uh, which felt really familiar to the to the main game too instead uh, of car insurance you have horse insurance you have horse you insurance <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly yeah. I like um, that you need that in an online <laughs> game good. where people are just lassoing you off, the, off mm-hmm. your horse or shooting oh. your horse yeah. yeah which actually only we did to other people people right oh, I, oh, oh completely wow. <laughs> we were terrible I 100% shot a dude's horse yeah sorry <laughs> <On> Kevin <purpose. laughs> so what are some of the new mechanics you guys were taught during this like introductory part hmm well, I mean, not, not a new mechanic, but I, we decided, hey, let's let's lasso a guy and just drag him through town yeah. like a, a human player. Oh, that must have not been super. He fun was for not him. happy about that. <laughs> was his mic on? Um, no, I well, I turned mine off, so I don't know if there was like a proximity <laughs> chat either. Um, but the fortunately for him, the the law enforcement was on his side because Ryan and I yeah. just wow. been through a rampage. <laughs> we were, well, we were trying to figure out how to rob a. Um, so we did stranger missions. There were random encounters uh, and. We did some of the main storyline stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what we ended up doing was just kind of like trying to find a train out in Valentine. Yes. Uh, and trying to see if we could rob it. And it, the indicator wasn't working. So I, I know, decided, yeah. like, let's just shoot some people. <laughs> Why not? We came here to do a crime. Oh. We're going to do a crime. <laughs> <laughs> Tina, this put together, well thought out person just finally snapped at the end of a two hour <laughs> live, two hour stream. live like, stream. Yeah, just kill them all. Yeah, I like, blame all right, you. I guess my boss I bl- said to I kill them all. Black Hat Ryan over here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> He's yeah. a bad influence. <laughs> but it was fun to lasso people and drag yeah. them through the mud. Oh. And, and, yeah, it well, was those, mean. Those were Told other. You. Pla- so you just griefed people the whole stream. Not no, the whole time. Not the whole stream. Oh, just half of it. 
Um, I think they could because he got out of it and he got up and he shot yes. me and okay. he killed me. So That's I was like, fair. good, you know what? I deserve that. Yeah. Like, I feel like this is the universe has been balanced mm. again. So yeah, you can break out of it. Um, you can hogtie another player and put them on the back of your horse, but they we can break out of that, that too. We didn't do that. I killed a guy, which actually was the same one that we were griefing for, <laughs> poor Kevin. Uh, and I was just like, hey, Ryan, Sorry, you Kevin? want this body? And I just dumped it on the back. Yeah, just, just, <laughs> like, I don't need your corpse cargo. Like, get it off my horse. Especially because I had already looted it. So it's like, what's the point? <laughs> yeah, if you're watching on video, this is from super early in the uh, in our live stream when we were just heading heading to go meet someone. But. Yeah, the the intro is very slow and steady. Um, Sounds like Red Dead. Yeah, exactly. A lot of I think a lot of people were commenting like, "Oh, this looks really slow and boring to to watch," um, which is fair. I think that like, a lot of people felt that way about like the main campaign too. There's a lot of just riding your everybody. horse. Yeah, there's a lot of just riding your horse places. Um, I tried to use cinematic view to make it a little bit more of a glossy look. So dramatic. But we really were <laughs> just scratching the surface. I mean, oh, it yeah. would it would be super fun to get. I mean, if, let alone two people. We get like the four of us and yeah. go like on a four person. Like maybe we go hunt a legendary bear yeah, together or you know, there's yeah. all, of course, the heist that will inevitably yep. come up. So what's there? There's a big, lot. How big can your posse be? That's a good question. Seven. Um, oh, you know, how many slots oh, wow. were in there? That's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good I question. I think it was. It was more than four. Yeah. yeah. I think it was. Oh, yeah. It's, I think I was, you're right. I, I was, was talking about seven. it with Jeremy and I think it's yeah. seven. That's yeah. cool. I like that. which if you go back to the original like silhouetted character art mm-hmm. from when they first unveiled oh, yeah. it, it was mm-hmm. seven you. people. Yeah, the secret was you all along. <laughs> it was want, us all along. I wonder if there's going to be some story that kind of like uh, elaborates upon that facet aspect. Uh, what the fact that you have seven people? Yeah, in your yeah. crew. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's just like maybe the perfect a, posse size. A legend of your crew or something sure. like that. Maybe there'll be some. Well, Ryan and I were trying to figure out like what the storyline, like where the storyline is set, because right from the get go, um, no spoilers or anything, but right from the get go, they're talking about Blackwater, and that's one mm-hmm. of your main, like your first main missions. Uh, we didn't actually do many of the main missions because it was pretty far out from where my camp was. Uh, your camp and your clothing spawns uh, kind of like at random. So Ryan ended up near Valentine. I ended up near Tumbleweed. Uh, yeah, so, so not everyone will have the exact same experience yeah. in the yeah. early going. You're, it mm-hmm. seems to have a, there are multiple campsites and, yeah, and exactly. sort of starting paths. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but yeah, our, our main missions were in Blackwater, and here's my cowboy goth look. I'm He's so glad so we pulled this. I love yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad you like it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, you know, everything was uh, kind of centered around Blackwater in these intro conversations that you're having. So I really have to wonder what that means for the storyline where it's set because right. Blackwater is so significant so in the main campaign. From what you two have played, would you say that people should hold off playing this until they fin- finish the campaign? Or is it totally fine? I don't think it's not. Ne- I'm going to guess it's not necessary because obviously we didn't get too far in the storyline. But I'm going to guess it's not necessary because it feels irrespective of the the, the events that went down in Blackwater in the main campaign, there, there aren't a lot of like connections being drawn, at least er, this early on. It's separate. Uh, so I would it's assume a separate that. Sure. Yeah. Thing. But I think it's within like, it's obviously within the universe. So like, yeah. you know, Blackwater being as significant as it was. Well, you know, the thought I had, uh, cause you know, you can see, you know, you're in your prison garb and yeah. you know, you're, you're, uh, freed from a mm-hmm. prison caravan. Uh, there was a point in the single player game. I just, I happened upon a prisoner mm-hmm. in, who was chained and was like, Hey man, help me, help me come oh, yeah. set me loose. And it made me think like, Oh, I wonder, is that the You're same just thing? one of those like, prisoners. Well, there's yeah. a bunch of prisoners that like right. random encounter and, and they're prisoners. just set yeah. free. So yeah. I was like, Oh, I wonder if that's just like a clever tie in. I murdered all of them. yeah so in my campaign things played out a little differently yeah uh we we met a cat sitting (gasps) adorably on a porch we We couldn't pet it yeah of course they have a meow at us though yeah 
This was, I think this was close to Valentine, this cat. It was, yeah, it was over in some like swamp. Yeah, there's yeah. Uh, an Emerald Oh, it was Steve's Landing. Yeah. There's one that has yeah. a mouse. It's very cute. Oh, very cute. <laughs> yeah. You can't pet it though. I mean. So yeah, we'll see. Read that online. I mean, there, there's, there's clearly like two hours that we did nothing. Effect, effectively yeah, effectively nothing. Effectively nothing. Yeah, we, we really just scratched the surface and got familiar with the fact that like there are icons that look different on the map. Uh, the pink icons are other players. You can lasso them. You can play in deathmatch. Yes. And then it's very consistent to what the rest of the game feels like, the nature of the rest of the game. You're out in the wide expanse. There are random encounters and stranger missions, big storylines, that kind of thing. We've been teased with a battle royale mode. I'm very interested in that. Bows and arrows and throwing knives. Rockstar just put it out. So I'm really, really curious to see what that mode's going to be like. And are you going to gear up or is it only bows and arrows and knives? That's what I'm hoping for. Mm -hmm. It's like if you just give us this very simple, like cut down version of battle royale uh, it, it kind of relies more on skill and like luck it's like mm. how good are you at hiding and how good are you at like stealthily killing somebody or like I jumping up on someone yeah, yeah. I think that's like a fun unique way to play it whereas all these other ones it's like did you get the concussion grenade yeah did you get <laughs> right. the flashbang yeah yeah concussions on, no longer in uh blackout but yeah you guys yeah. ever play like michael myers mode and all the call of duty i forget which ones it was popular in and i believe it was an actual mode where you just go all knives yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, it's like yeah. that. Yeah, it's where you feel a little bit more tension when you're like down in a corridor, and it's kind of more hilarious mm. too. Yeah, I think yeah. it makes sense for a dead too. You don't want crazy weapons. That'd be I, weird. I just want to try it out. It's really interesting for a game like Red Dead to to put a battle royale mode in, and I'm kind of excited to see what they do with it. Yeah, yeah. And I'm curious to see how they make it a Rockstar kind of battle royale. Exactly. Mode. Yeah. True. Exactly. Yes. Your family is visiting for the holidays and you know everyone is going to try to get their hands on your Xbox One. Picture it, every single family member is smashing, mashing, and drooling on your controllers. It's just not okay. The only drool that should touch your controllers is your own. There must be a way to avoid it, right? Wrong. No, actually, that's right. There is a solution. Get them all their own controllers. Get your brother the player unknown's battleground controller to battle his way to the final circle. Pick up the Armed Forces 2 controller to appease your dad's camo affections. Get your niece a great blue controller to match her brand new, too cool to hug you personality. That's how you'll make everyone feel special. And that's how you let everyone win. But most importantly, that's how you let yourself win. Here's what you do. Whether you're adding to your own collection or trying to protect it, find the perfect gifts for the gamers in your life at microsoftstore.com. And don't forget to check out all the latest and greatest controller designs. All right, uh, let's move on. So I wanted to talk last week, the topic, I, I, I uh, was trapped at the DMV. I couldn't be here. But you guys talked We're about, <laughs> about uh, E3 2019, Sony not attending and what that sort of meant for Microsoft. And as I was checking that out, I was like, it sort of got got me thinking. It's like, what about what about E three twenty twenty? And the more I thought about it, I wanted to bring this up, see what you guys think, because I think I'm going to put my my thesis statement out there, and then we can discuss it and see if you guys totally agree or totally disagree with me. Hit us. I think E three twenty twenty is the singular pivotal moment for Microsoft for the next entire next generation. I think everything they've been doing, all this rebuilding the plane in midair stuff that, mm-hmm. that they've been effectively uh, doing for a while now, I think it all comes, it all has to pay off then, right then and there, because that's when the new console is likely to launch that year. Uh, they're going to talk about their launch lineup at that E3. The console will probably have already been unveiled itself at an event prior, if last generation's anything to go by. And that's probably when a lot of these new studio acquisitions are going to be ready to 
not necessarily release something, but start just showing what they're doing. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm hoping for the most, just because it'll have been two years since we got the acquisition announcements. And then by then, we'd be maybe a year or two off of actual releases. So then that would be the perfect time to say, hey, guns blazing, this is what we've got going on. Yeah. Um, I also do hope they have the reveal event for the actual console itself before E3. Uh, I think that worked really well. It's like get all the technical stuff out of the way, right. save the games for later. I mean, of course, you want to tease a reel of like what is going to be launching with it um, and then give more details at E3. Mm-hmm. So what's your question? Well, it's... Is, You're right. Is, <laughs> that is it. Am I yeah. right? Yes. Yeah. No, yeah. Uh-huh. Is, you know, am I making too much out of E3 2020? I mean... Uh, I just feel like like that. It just feels like everything when I when I step back and look at all of it mm-hmm. from the last few years, uh, it just feels like that's what it's all building toward is that moment. Like E three twenty nineteen, you know, you guys discussed it last week. It's like, uh, you know, did, does Microsoft kind of just coast through that because mm-hmm. there is no Sony to even worry about? Do they put the pedal down harder to take advantage of Sony not being there? And there's a case to be made either way, but. I just feel like E3 2020 is the is the moment that, 2020. That, that sets the tone for it is their chance to do the opposite of what happened in, yeah. in 2013 and really come out strong. Mm-hmm. It'd be really appropriate if they themed like E3 2020 is like hindsight's 2020, y'all. Uh, <laughs> Sorry about 2013. Woo, big yeah. mistake. I mean, th- since then, I think they actually took the step back and they kind Absolutely. of reassessed everything and realized, okay, we need we need to like kind of prove to people some level through some level of consistency, like mm-hmm. where our priorities are and prove to people that they're in line with, you know, where they should be, where people feel that they should be. Um, and they've done a really good job since and by like kind of refocusing and restructuring their messaging and their priorities since 2013. A lot has changed. And at the same time, the comp- the competition, Sony is kind of going through this rebuilding of where they're at. Like they lost, uh, they lost the main Shuhei, right? I don't want to say the name wrong. Who is the Sony guy who left, and now they have a new lead? No, Shuhei's still there. Lead. Yeah. No, not. He's Shuhei. the head of stu- of studios. I'm to think who you're thinking. Yeah. Well, there's uh, yeah, there was just one of the biz guys. Okay, one of the biz guys <laughs> left. So Sony's going through a bit of a restructuring. They're not attending 2019. They've kind of revealed everything that we can expect for the foreseeable future. And in 2020, both of these companies are going to come with their A game and it's going to be a slugfest again, the same way that it was when the Xbox One launched and the PlayStation 4 launched. Yeah, I'm glad we're showing on the video version here, we're showing Infinite Halo Infinite B-roll from mm-hmm. uh, the announced trailer because it's the more, again, when I step back and look at this, you guys can tell me if you think I'm nuts here, but I feel like, again, that 2020, they can really lay out a hell of a, a, a plan. Mm-hmm. I, I maintain, as I've said before, I think Halo Infinite will be the signature launch title for Scarlet. I'm not saying, you know, I know 343 said it will be a, be out on Xbox One as well, and I don't doubt that, but I think it will be, it will be primed and pushed uh, for Scarlet as, as a next generation title. And remember, the last time a Microsoft console launched with a Halo was the original Xbox. It only happened once. Mm-hmm. Halo 2 came out, you know, it was later on original Xbox. Halo 3 didn't come out till 2007. And uh, Halo 4, of course, end of the 360 life cycle, and Halo 5, three years in on, uh, on uh, the, the Xbox One. So they, they've only ever launched with a Halo once. I don't, I think they're, they have to, you know, that, that is, 
They are pushing for that here, and I think that's what we're going to see. That'd be super appropriate, too, just because of all the parallels they're drawing with Infinite and Combat Evolved. Just yes. like how they're trying mm-hmm. to play on that so hard of like just like this rebirth of Halo and everything. And I think that would be very appropriate. Yeah. Their, their conference fun. in 2018 was great. It was. It was one of the better conferences that I've been to. And I, I was just like, wow, this is good. And if they come out with anything even comparable to that in 2020, it's going to be great to see what Sony comes back with. Hopefully it's their traditional conference because they've usually done a really good job. And I just I just want to see them both have great conferences because then everybody wins. We all win with when both companies are firing on all cylinders. Yeah, it's good to keep them competitive. Yep, and both companies are just coming with the innovation. So let me keep going because I think so, – I think, here's the thing. Traditionally – Microsoft, at least for the last number of years, has had to, they've had their three big pillars, Halo, Gears, Forza, and not much else. And those games have typically shipped in Q4, leaving the rest of the year pretty dry as far as first party games go. But here, with, with these dozen studios now, I think you can look at Halo Infinite as the big launch title for, for Scarlet, Fall 2020. You might probably have a Forza Horizon 5 in there too, which yeah. uh, would be pretty great. But I think Fable could be the f- big fall game in 2021 because that team at Playground is staffing up, has been staffing up over the past year. We're, we're going to see Fable in 19, though, right? 2019, like a teaser? I don't know, man. I uh, Splash trailer. Yeah, exactly. It could happen, but again... Like the I, Gears tr- Chainsaw mm-hmm. crossing for Gears 2 it, style tease. I think, again, there's a case to be made either way. I could see them holding it and just... Just really coming out strong with it okay. in 2020, but I could also see them doing just a a little. Hey, we know that you know yeah. <laughs> that this is in development, so here's just a little. Yeah, why not know, make cinematic. it like a happy event? At yeah, least. yeah. So I could like totally see that knowledge. in 2019 as well. But but I think Fable could be the big 2021 game. Then you we'd be due for Gear Six, the end of the current trilogy, in fall 2022 if Gear stays on the three year dev cycle that it's been on, and then. Uh, there's the initiative, you know, the quadruple A game that that new studio is making down in Santa Monica. That could be all the way out in 2023. And then there's the thing. So if you've got those pillar fall titles for the year, uh, the nice part is with all the studios now, you can still fill out the rest of the year with great stuff as well, you know, with In Exile and with Compulsion and with yeah. Ninja Theory. The, uh, so I really feel like the, the roadmap suddenly looks a lot fuller for Microsoft and, and they're really positioning Scarlet to have a, a, a tremendous first party, uh, not only a tremendous first party lineup, but a consistent one, mm-hmm. which is what they have lacked uh, this generation. Yeah, that's key. That's what they need to prove is that it's not just like a bunch of kind of like a uh, little like technical flares and and nothing really of substance, you know, like a lot of 2013 was focused on like, you know, the internet functionalities and the TV functionalities. And it wasn't even like across, uh, you know, globally things that were available. So it was just, it was just a bit of a mess. Yeah. And I think people were really confused why their focus was so squarely on that rather than on the games and them setting themselves up in this way um, for the past few years since then has been really smart. And I think people have like kind of regained a new kind of, uh, you know, confidence in Microsoft. At least definitely interest. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot to be shown and proven mm-hmm. from what their efforts are. So there's more to be interested in. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
I, I would love to see like a 360 launch window style thing going up against what like the PS3 had at their launch. There were a lot of interesting things happening then. That's when we got Mass Effect. And e- even Sony was trying some things. Not all of them worked out, but they were trying new things. And that's really important right now in the market, I think. Yeah, I mean, we, by, by E3 2020, we should, we should effectively know what every single one of the, these new first party studios are working on. Obsidian and in exile mm-hmm. and com- uh, compulsion and ninja theory they should all be well enough into their projects at that point mm-hmm. to be able to show something and just have an absolutely unbelievable uh e3 2020 which is when i mean microsoft has to come out swinging they need they need the opposite of 2013 to happen because mm-hmm. uh, we i mean look that's that's really how it went for sony sony's 2013 they just did everything right that year regardless just in a vet even taking Microsoft out of it entirely, everything went right for Sony. Their, their unveiling was strong. Their their uh, E3 was strong. Microsoft needs that uh, as they've been you know building towards this. And I think they're just. I just really feel like they're well positioned to to have that. They're they're not scrambling. Like it's all really aligning well for them right now. 2013 won't happen again because there's a new person at the helm and he knows how to communicate with press. He knows how to control a message and he knows what people want. They want amazing games and they're backing the initiative hardcore. So I'm really, really excited about 2019, 2020, 2020. And, uh, they're just firing on all cylinders. I see what they're doing. They're building towards this awesome console next generation while supporting the current generation and continuing to innovate. Good stuff. All right. Uh, there are a few news items this week despite the, the holiday lull here in the U.S. So as I mentioned at the top, Skybound, the production company uh, that, that controls The Walking Dead, they have resumed work on Telltale's Walking Dead to try and finish those last two episodes which is just really great to see. I'm so glad this is happening. Yeah, it was really up in the air there for a while. We weren't sure what was going to happen with the remainder of the season or with the staff. Uh, obviously, it's still not an ideal situation for all of the employees who were let go from the studio. But it's really good to see that at least like they'll be involved in you know finishing yeah, that out was those storylines. The big part for me, it's like, oh, it's great that it's getting finished. But more importantly, that the original staff can go back and work in some of them, yeah. not all of them, of unfortunately. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So the 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 message from Skybound. Thank you for your patience while we worked with Telltale to take control of Telltale's The Walking Dead. It's been a ton of work logistically and legally to get us to a place where we're able to roll up our sleeves and get to the actual work. After Telltale shut its doors, the game was unfortunately unable to be worked on, and hence the release dates of Episodes 3 and 4 have been delayed. But we're excited to let you know that many of the talented, passionate team members who originally worked on the game are resuming development efforts today. And this was like a week ago. So uh, that is happening. This yeah, I think it's PR. really key. Yeah. Good PR for Skybound, for The Walking Dead, and the fans are going to get the game that they wanted. Yeah, I, it's you know it doesn't change the fact that the Telltale was was, was 250 employees didn't get severance. It's didn't, crazy. They you know they didn't get treated fairly, mm-hmm. uh, but at least some of them can can at least be able to sort of get creative closure, if not you know their their actual uh, corporate 
what they're what they should have gotten, <laughs> what mm-hmm. the, their actual due. But yeah, everyone I've talked to at Telltale has been really like focused on Clementine and how personally connected they feel to Clementine, and it's like it doesn't feel like one of those fluffy things that people mention. You know, it feels really genuine. Like this is a character that they've been developing since season one, and yeah, she's five, got a lot six of six years now. Yeah, um, and she's really like they've almost kind of grown up with her in a weird way. I mean, you know, as they've evolved her personality and made her take on like aspects of Lee, and it's just it feels really personal like the stories and the development feel really personal so i think it's appropriate that a lot of people who worked on those stories are still working on them excellent so hopefully we can look out for uh, those final two episodes sometime in the i would hope maybe in the first half of 2019 uh meanwhile i wish jonathan dornbush were here (laughs) but uh good news for kingdom hearts fans kingdom hearts 3 is Done. They did it. Director Tetsuya Nomura says, guess what? We've wrapped up development of Kingdom Hearts 3. If you haven't had a chance yet, now would be a good time to prep by playing uh, the other ones. The, <laughs> the 1.5 1. 1. 1. plus, plus 2.5 and 2.8. Of course, those aren't available on Xbox. It breaks my heart so <sighs> much. ridiculous. Yes. Ugh. I just want to know why. Like, if it's, if it's a business deal with Sony, just say so. Just tell me. Just say, oh, we have a business arrangement with Sony. That's so that's yeah, where I these heard are rumors about a lack of interest or something. I was like, there's no way. Like, how could that be a thing? Like, <laughs> yeah. If you're releasing the third game, why wouldn't you want the rest on your platform? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Also, please just I just want to play it on my Xbox, please. <laughs> well, you can at least play Kingdom Hearts three yes. on your Xbox one, mm-hmm. uh, your Xbox one X. So it's the end of January. So we've got uh, <sighs> two months to go. So weird. And then it that game will be out. Feel real. <laughs> <laughs> but it's two nineteen already. Yeah, 2019. Yeah, or well, when I got to play it at a. Uh, at E3, just like, are you are you sure? Is this real? <laughs> are you not like faking me out here? <laughs> so I don't know. It's just crazy to finally have some resolution to this and like get the next part. What was it? Twenty seventeen, we got uh, the Last Guardian. Is that the, is that when that game wasn't it? Like December of twenty seventeen, when that game finally shipped. I think so. If I remember I correctly. So yeah. just yeah, every so often we get a game that comes out. After, after after so many years yeah. in development, so many games between the core series. Just like, please, what uh, what game is going to inherit the the super long in development mantle from Kingdom Hearts three? Now that it's it's actually coming out, Crackdown. Well, that's coming out. that's like coming out right after Kingdom Hearts. Actually, mm. uh, I don't know. I'm not sure. Has anything yeah. seen a lot of delays? Like, what what are some front runners? I don't know. I can't think of anything on in the Xbox. Fable. <laughs> well, hopefully we already not. said 2020. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who knows? It could get announced and then delayed. Yeah. I don't fair. know. I don't want to curse anything with that. But saying it's <laughs> yeah. a curse, you know, I of course want these games to have like the highest fidelity possible and have mm-hmm. developers have the time they need to make the game that they want to. But at the same time, it's like scary. When yeah. Something like this that you've been waiting for forever. I remember yeah. when I bought a PS2 just to play Kingdom Hearts. That was it. It's mostly only what I play on. <laughs> so, Miranda, if. If you're if you're an Xbox owner who doesn't have a PlayStation, curious about Kingdom Hearts, what how do they, how do you what's the best way to prep for Kingdom Hearts three? Be it with I guess without being able to play it. Like, do, is there just like a does somebody do a nice write up of the story, yeah, or do you just go watch it on YouTube minutes. or what? I think we do. We do. We do. So Dr- yeah, Dr- definitely. Bush is gonna make we should make yeah, that. So oh. you definitely want to make sure you're <laughs> watching in five minutes and recaps. There, the story is very, very complex. Mm-hmm. It's just almost absurdly complex, but it's a lot of fun to really dig into and like figure out who is who and why they're mad at each other, or, like the drama that is like set in this. Um, and you can't just go into Kingdom Hearts three 
and expect to know everything going in without having played the other two games, like the two core games, in addition to all the other games that are actually really important as well. So I highly recommend doing your research beforehand if you do plan on just jumping into Kingdom Hearts 3. Maybe you can watch some Let's Plays. The first game's a little bit shorter. Second game, not as much. Um, but there are definitely a lot of great breakdowns out there that already exist that you can I wonder into. if this is the last project in any medium that's that's uh, was a deal made in the pre-Disney? Oh, uh, uh, the the what am I trying to say? The before they were because what? Well, I, remember, I think I'm, I think I've just lost my train of thought. It's fine. Before Marvel, <laughs> it's been a long day. Yeah, that's what I'm. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking of. Like before Disney bought everything, the big acquisitions, <laughs> Star Wars yeah. and Marvel and everything. Like, or uh, so I wonder if that means Kingdom Hearts four in thirteen years from now <laughs> will have like. Tatooine and oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. and uh, and you know New York City with with it's uh, ever more complicated. It's really weird to see Star Wars things with Disney products. So I went and saw Wreck It Ralph two. Yeah, I think I there's a well. scene with uh, the stormtroopers, and it just felt out of place. Off. It was yeah. weird. Yeah, it's like don't. don't. <laughs> I don't know. It just doesn't feel right. One's cute, the other's cool. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I thought all the no. princess stuff worked really well. Though. Princess like, stuff it was didn't, the best. It didn't seem strange. Yeah. like it all it totally worked. I yeah. thought. A lot of thoughts on that movie, but you know. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> not not um, the place. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to keeping it real on the uh, Okay. Uh, finally, this week, speaking of the initiative, we mentioned them a few minutes ago. They made themselves a big new hire, which is which should be of uh, particular interest to the diehard <laughs> Xbox fans because we spend so much time, justifiably so. Uh, crowing on about how much we love Sunset Overdrive. It's a brilliant game, and it remains a brilliant game, and it's out on mm. PC now. Yay! Mm. Which naturally led a lot of Xbox fans to go, well, how about an Xbox One X patch? <laughs> yeah, I stand with you. Where is that <laughs> Xbox One X patch? But at least you can play it uh, all dialed up on a PC. But the uh, I bring that up because the initiative, that new quadruple-A studio down in Santa Monica that Microsoft has founded, has uh, hired Drew Murray, the director of Sunset Overdrive. He is, uh, Drew has joined the initiative. Before you start thinking, yay, Sunset Overdrive 2, no. Initiative is making a new IP of some kind. They did, uh, they did pretty well say that. But this is great to see. It definitely is. They're, like I keep saying, the initiative is really, really exciting. I can't wait to see what comes out of that studio. And this is just another person added to an impressive lineup of you know, well-credentialed people. Yep. Yeah, they've been collecting a lot of talent over there. Mm-hmm. It's like their response to Sony Santa Monica. Yeah, God of War lead producer Brian Westergaard, Red Dead Redemption writer Christian Contamessa, and Tomb Raider, uh, the 2013 Tomb Raider director Dan Neuberger. So, yeah, some uh, some some people with some solid resumes joining mm-hmm. the team down there at the initiative, along with Daryl Gallagher, who was the at one point the head of Crystal Dynamics. He's got a, a nice resume as well. So... Really curious to see what the initiative is going to get up to. I think it's going to be a long, long time before that game's out. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they're, they founded the studio last year. or Wait, this year? This has been a long year. I think it might yeah. have yeah, been I think this, it's year. this year. I think it's this year. Wasn't yeah. it earlier this yeah, year? Yeah. So, And they're, they're still hot staffing up. Well, so. They'll tease it 2020. <laughs> probably. you yeah, got to bring probably. it to 2020. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, let's get to our loot box question for this week. It is, that is what it is this week. It's a random question. From our friend Joey Malone, listening, uh, he's a longtime fan of IGN, says, uh, if you could move the entire gaming industry anywhere in the world, 
where would you move it to or would you just try to keep as much of it in San Francisco as possible? I always think this is a fun question. I mean, we don't have the whole industry here by by any stretch, yeah, but by any long we do have uh, some significant players here mm-hmm. in electronic arts is in the Bay Area. Uh, Bandai Namco's U.S. office is here in the Bay Area. Ubisoft is a block away. Uh, mm-hmm. There's uh, 2K is just north of us across the Golden Gate Bridge. So there are some, some significant industry titans yeah. that call the Bay Area home. Uh, what do you guys think? Would you would you Seattle s- just pick up everything <laughs> and move it? There, well, there's a bunch of people in Seattle already. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think this is an interesting question because if you were to move the industry, wouldn't that equally affect the area the way that this area has been affected? It would. Oh, you're getting deep into it now. It would create more jobs, which means the economy would be more robust, which means the cost of living would also be raised. So the the problems with San Francisco: lack of housing, lack of. Uh, financial stability so, i don't know yeah. prices just keep going up would be affected if you were to move the entire industry I would to one spot argue that it wouldn't be as severe as like say moving google or facebook or like yeah. the tech behemoths that actually i think are a bigger part of that inflation yeah um i don't think games is the problem mm-hmm. at least for what we have here but if you were to move more than what's already here yeah. it could be an issue um i think my struggle with this is the responsibility of picking where everyone's going to live next. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because sure. it's like, wow, which which place is nice? Were things to do? Yeah, which see, place would I want to see like kind of bubble up a little bit and develop yeah. differently? I like that you guys That's are going hard. like with a full socioeconomic <laughs> analysis. Yeah. This. I, yeah. I kind of took this as just yeah. a fun like, like where do you want to live? Would you want to live? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it is part of that, right? Because yeah. as you're saying, like you're basically going to have to de- displace all those families um, of developers uh, who now have to find new places to live. And like selfishly, I kind of uh, like Los Angeles. I feel like a lot. There's already a lot of studios there, so yeah. there's a, it already has that established hub. It's not nearly as expensive as San Francisco. It's not cheap either. Um, but there are more it's everywhere yeah I don't mind that though because the thing is is like it's such a more expansive city uh, Mm -hmm. that I think you have more options in terms of like residences to live in that aren't exorbitantly expensive Mm -hmm. that's still like fairly easy access to main city areas because Los Angeles doesn't really have like a main city area see I would go I would go just a bit further south I would choose San Diego oh that's you get all the good weather Pretty. Yeah. I've been to San Diego once and it rained the whole time, so uh, I can't. I can't speak. Hey, to that. that's not so bad. It's just weird. It, 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 most <laughs> of the good weather of, of yeah. Southern California. Sure. Uh, a lot of great culture, great food, cool Such downtown. Such a small downtown. Yeah, the ga- Gaslight District, Gaslight yeah. District, but without the uh, without the the L A sprawl and yeah, and, uh, I the, like the sprawl. Well, it means know, a lot more true. diversity, true, and a lot more space for people to kind of pack in. So more space for the a lot to more traffic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. No one's traffic. I mean, hey, if that's the city's worst problem, I'll take it. If traffic is the worst problem, who wants to tell her about was. the pollution? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The West Coast actually ha- is where most of the industry is. You got Seattle, you got San Francisco, and you got L.A. True. And I think all of us seem to like the West Coast a lot because yeah. we keep saying places on the yeah. West Coast. Uh, let's go crazy. Let's say Florida. Oh, uh, oh gosh, it's so yeah. humid though. Why would you yeah. do that? I don't like Florida, it, like, but it's real cheap. It rain it's real cheap in Florida. There's actually a place called Destin, Florida. Wow, so, I've been there. It's beautiful. Uh, let's go there. Let's go to Destin. Yeah, it's beautiful. They have white like sands and, the, and like crystal clear blue water. It's pretty gorgeous. Also, nothing to do there. It's basically a resort town. Yep. Is it, it totally. It's calling to you? Yes. Yeah. Destin, uh, come home. <laughs> uh, Florida would be interesting. Why not overseas? Nobody thought overseas. 
Well, there's plenty of hubs overseas as well. I mean, I, th- I think that's really like the interesting thing about this question is that Thailand. there isn't one place. It's all over the world. And there's like, you know, little uh, areas where it's, it's pockets of. Yeah. 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 Pockets yeah. of population, sure. essentially. Yeah, exactly. So it is everywhere. I think I would choose if I'm going to move away from the West Coast, like getting away from there. I choose probably Austin, which I know is very I was hot, say that. Yeah. but it's already developing Same. as a game place, yeah. so, like, which is really impressive because I like grew up in Texas and I went to Austin a whole bunch in high school. And so seeing that change is really impressive and exciting and exciting. That's not just known for UT because I yeah. hate UT. <laughs> <laughs> Austin's dinner. cool. I've been there a few times. That's uh, yeah. that is you could you could do a lot worse than Austin, for Texas. Sure. I was going to yeah. say Austin as well. And even just like lifestyle wise, it's cool that there's a cool downtown hub. San Antonio is really close by. So you can like go to cute towns and wander around. And um, you also have like outdoor activities indoor activities so it doesn't feel like it's just one homogenous place yeah and selfishly i could visit my family same <laughs> nice. yeah my brothers live in austin that would be easy keep Thanks, austin guys. weird <laughs> yeah i'm surprised you didn't say new york yeah well so new york kind of used to be more of a games hub than than it is now claim it's just like yeah, rock stars rock star. there and that's mm-hmm. about it um it's too small and too expensive i think it's got the san francisco problem yeah. mm-hmm. can't fit too many companies there there's some cheap places in Illinois that aren't Chicago. Netherrealm's there. <laughs> That's true. We've been there. Yeah, yeah, we've been there. Really cool office and uh, low cost of living, but it's also in Illinois. <laughs> Damn. Sorry, Illinois. <laughs> I grew up in Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, it's just, this segment's going to generate more hate mail yeah. just for, for fans of specific cities that Destin's trashing. Florida's really humid. I like I like Austin also. That's a same fact, though. That's same not a, problem. Yeah. Really humid. Uh, I really like San Francisco. It's just the cost of living so high. That's the only. It's thing. miserable. Weather's nice. Yeah. I went to Oklahoma for Thanksgiving. Yeah. And so the the day after I graduated, I left immediately. Like all my stuff was packed. <laughs> wow. I moved immediately out here. Started working here, and it was great. And then I only went back last year for Thanksgiving. And I was just like, oh, gosh, I'm so glad. <laughs> it's just not It's not the people or anything. It's just the climate's not yeah. good. It's so cold. It was like 25 degrees with wind chill while I was there. It's not good. I, I could probably swing L.A. <laughs> or Seattle. Yeah, like but anywhere that yeah. way, yeah. I don't know. It's like just varying degrees of temperature on the West Coast. There's yeah. Yeah, maybe just like yeah. a spring yeah. retreat, you know? Like yeah. it wouldn't have to be our actual headquarters. We just visit. Nobody yeah. picked Hawaii. Nobody wants to move oh, the industry right. to Hawaii. <laughs> That's a good Ooh, one. Okay, yeah. okay, never mind. That's all good. <laughs> it's so far. Fine winds. See you in Maui. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. Sam, I'm sticking with San Diego. I know... Uh, not 989, but just Sony San Diego. The MLB, oh, yeah. the show team is down there. The behemoth is down there. I think that'd be cool to San Diego. I liked the one yeah. time I went. EA has something in Florida. The sports. Well, something. Group, yeah. Right? The, the Madden team. The Madden team. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. EA Tiberon is down <laughs> it's there. It's sports. That's why I didn't know. <laughs> Fair. All right, Joey, thank you so much for that question. Uh, feel free to ask us anything you want for the loot box. You can email unlocked at IGN.com. If you'd like to uh, bring something up, you can use that same email address to send in an unlocked block trivia question. The year is just about over. In fact, uh, Brandon's not here. He's currently in the lead, so he'll have to see this after we get off air. But I wanted to uh, I wanted to bring out the trophy. So the trophy cool. is done, and uh, it was done by Adam Gumbert, who did. You, I can't wait for you guys to see this. I mean, I've seen pictures. Yeah. I haven't even taken this out of the box yet. Oh, cool, Adam. So, I'm really excited. So if you're not familiar, every year we have a uh, a kind and intrepid unlocked fan makes 
makes a trophy out of an old Xbox controller of some kind. All right. Destin, you won the first two years. I did, and wow. I have not been doing well. The Dookie <laughs> is on your desk. Yeah. And the the 360 yeah. is on your desk. Desk. So, let me see. I really hope I don't need a, a blade Box for cutters. this. I maybe didn't think ahead. Let's see. Hold on. That that, the editor can fast forward. This will be yeah. great on audio, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Enjoy, <laughs> listeners. Thank you, Adam. Already? I haven't it's even coming. seen it. And I'm, it's always so nice that someone does this every year. I can do it all. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> Ryan is opening the box if you're listening. Indeed. Going to vamp a little bit. I think Brandon's He's using his surprising stay. strength yeah. to open the bubble wrap. Ooh. Oh. Whoa. That's really Check neat. Check that out. Oh, I love it's it. A connect. I think it's supposed to. Yeah. Oh. oh. I think that's what's. Wow. Cool. A lot of attention to detail. Good job. Those Adam. are so, those Dang. are cork screws yeah. as a, this is, as a uh, leg. That's Adam. Awesome. Adam Gumbert did a, a heck of a job. Yeah, hold on. There's, I don't know if... Does it open yeah, or anything? Oh, these just came off. I'll have to re, re-glue these. Oh, the bottom feet? Yeah, it's just yeah. for the, yeah. the feet. Mm-hmm. The other feet, but... Let's see if I can... Oof, both other forks. Got it. There we go. I don't know if we can... Sorry again, audio listeners. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the worst audio episode ever. You have to watch it. At least come check out this part. That's cool. trophy. R- Ryan, I think it opens. Does it open? It looks like it does. Yeah, it looks yeah. like a bit of a lockbox. Again, this is the first time I'm seeing it as well, other than in photographs. So this is the trophy that Brandon Tyrell is currently <laughs> in the lead for. However, uh, well, yeah, the Ghost of Alana at 10 and Miranda 7, Destin 3. So we're uh, we're just about... He's just about clinched it, I'd say. Yeah, yeah I we think just, we might have to. I might have to present it. this to him later. Yeah, <laughs> but we're close. I hope I get one more point this year. That would be great. I'm just so <laughs> bad at trivia. <laughs> I'm looking at this question that we have this week, and I was like, "Dang it, I remember well, this, but I don't remember the." Answer. Let's. Uh, I guess maybe even if you're just playing for pride now. Yeah. Here we go with this week's question that comes to us from Spartan Bane Gaming. His gamer tag is Gear of War. The the O and of is a zero. If you'd like to add him on. It's your friends list. In 2005, Microsoft wanted to expand its reach and benefits for Xbox Live members. And they announced a new program where you got a physical card with your gamer tag on it that had uh, real-world discounts at participating (laughs) retailers. I remember this vividly. I still have my card somewhere. Me too. Uh, It has my gamer tag on it and a little number, a little like a member number. What was that program called? This one I know. Let's see if you guys know. Was it Xbox Live Diamond, Xbox Live Platinum, Xbox Live Black, or Xbox Live Plus? I had one of them, so. Okay, so So Justin thinks he knows. Tina, any thoughts here? So I don't know the answer. Um, I I would guess between Diamond and Platinum because it feels like a a fancy fancy thing, and I feel like that's evocative of a fancy thing, and I'll just go Diamond over that because I I like Diamonds. (laughs) Fair enough. Miranda? (laughs) I think I'm going to go Platinum. Okay. Destin? I'm going to go platinum also. <gasps> Good deduction. Mm. I think it's platinum. You said so you, you said you I have one of these. I, you I'm have surprised one? I don't remember Whoa. which one it was, but I'm like it was a gem. So, yeah, yeah. I don't think diamond well, matches. It would be diamond. Well, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's platinum. And then 
Plus, no way, because like yeah, PS no. Plus, they wouldn't have probably yeah. named it something so similar. You remember this was long before PS Plus, yes, though. but it's I don't just... think they would have used the same okay. or similar naming right. device for that. Well, uh, Tina is correct. It is Xbox nice. Live Diamond. Darn it. Always go with the Xbox Live Diamond card. Yeah. <laughs> Should have brought so, like art. Crash, shoot the Tina on the board. For, uh, and <laughs> only in a couple of appearances. I'm going to get this one. <laughs> yeah, hey. Uh, it's a heck of a trophy. So, again, thank you, Adam Gumbert, and thank you to Spartan Bane Gaming for sending in this week's question. I didn't actually know the answer. <laughs> <laughs> I knew between two. Clearly. So yeah, yeah. You, it's like, Pine, I'm like, oh, did I get it? Yeah. I didn't get you it. You bammed yourself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you would like to participate in that trivia again, unlocked at IGN.com, please send in your trivia question along with four multiple choice answers and note the correct one in your email. We'll play again next week because, let's see, we have, just real quick here, we have one, two... I believe we have three more shows this year. Wow. Wow. Three more shows. So weird. And that'll be the end of it for uh, 2018. So there you go. We'll play again next week. And that brings us to the end of another episode of Unlocked, the world's number one Xbox show right here on IGN. I'm Ryan McCaffrey. You can find me on Twitter at DMC underscore Ryan. Uh, Let's see. I guess I'll mention what next week we're starting a new IGN first that is a kind of a smorgasbord of cool things. So I hope you'll check that out. There'll be a different thing almost every day. So keep keep an eye on the site for that. Mm-hmm. Miranda? Um, you follow me at Havoc Rose and Havoc with a K, kind of anywhere. Oh, uh, what did I do? I don't know. I dyed my hair. <laughs> That's all I kind of got right now. Um, I think the biggest thing for me going forward is working on the Red Dead Online wiki. So if you guys have any questions or anything you guys want to know more about, of course, we do at IGN wikis and we can try to hunt down the answer for you. So don't shoot you if we see you in Red Dead because you're probably trying to do something. Yeah. 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 Probably trying to do something weird. Mm -hmm. Don't shoot me. Uh, I am Tina at Mimi at Twitter and other variations of my name on other social media platforms. Um, Working on bringing in Lucy O'Brien next week. That's right. Our executive features editor. Super excited about it. Uh, And this week is my birthday. Well, happy happy birthday. Happy birthday. Excellent. Thank you. Yeah, I'm taking the day off on Friday. No, I'll be working. <laughs> <laughs> I want to come in for the actual happy birthdays. You know, that's fair enough. I do it. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Destin, take us home. Yeah, basically, just follow me on Twitter at Destin Legary and keep an eye for me on Red Dead Online. Excellent. But we will shoot you. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> Good luck. Oh, man. Oh. I'm going to get a little party going. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, there's a weird Netflix promo running in the prompter, which is very strange to me. I'm not sure why that is, but that brings us to the end of the show. Uh, thanks, everybody, and we'll see you all next week.